the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Dennis Prager here. Thanks for listening to the Daily Dennis Prager Podcast. To hear the entire three hours of my radio show, commercial-free, every single day, become a member of PragerTopia. You'll also get access to 15 years' worth of archives, as well as the Daily Show Prep. Subscribe at PragerTopia.com. that are people of faith, those of us that have Judeo-Christian values and embrace those values. I'm getting some serious feedback, guys. It goes as such. She says, why is the family an enemy? Why is the family so frightening? Because everything that defines us is now an enemy for those who like us to no longer have an identity and to simply be perfect consumer slaves. There's a single answer, she says, to all of these questions, because it defines us, because it is our identity, because everything that defines us is now an enemy for those who would like us to no longer have an identity and to simply be perfect consumer slaves. And that's where we find ourselves today. She goes on to say, and so they attack national identity. They attack religious identity. They attack gender identity. They attack family identity. She says, I can't, I can't identify myself as Christian, Italian, woman, mother. No, I must be citizen X. I must be gender X, parent one, parent two. I must be a number because when I am only a number, when I no longer have an identity or roots, then I will be the perfect slave at the mercy of financial speculators, the perfect consumers. She says, that's the reason why. That's the reason why we inspire so much fear. That's why this event, this event inspires so much fear, she says, because we do not want to be numbers. We will defend the value of the human being, every single human being, because each of us has a unique genetic code that is unrepeatable. And like it or not, that is sacred. And we will defend it. We will defend God, country, and family, those things that disgust people so much. We will do it to defend our freedom because we will never be slaves and simple consumers at the mercy of financial speculators. That is our mission. That is why I came here today. Fires will be kindled to testify that two and two make four. Swords will be drawn to prove that leaves 
are green in the summer. That time has arrived. We are ready. She concludes. Thank you. Are you ready? Guys, what's at stake as well that I didn't mention is the individual versus the collective. We'll talk about that next. This is Carl Jackson in for Dennis Prager. The Dennis Prager Show. All right, welcome back to the Dennis Prager Show. I'm your guest host, Carl Jackson, sitting in for Dennis Prager. Always an honor and a privilege to be behind the microphone of Dennis Prager. I look forward to actually uh, seeing him again October 17th. For those of you that might be listening here in Orlando at the Battleground Talkers Tour, you can go to uh, battlegroundtour.com, battlegroundtour.com, battlegroundtour.com for more details. But uh, here in Orlando, October 17th, it'll be Dennis Prager, uh, Dr. Sebastian Gorka, and Mike Gallagher joining us. Uh, uh, I will be there. My uh, my friends, the American Adversaries, will be there. Matt Buff, Roger Franklin Williams. So if you can, come out, join us. Also meet Dr. Sebastian Gorka, Dennis Prager uh, himself, uh, and Mike Gallagher. It's going to be a fabulous time at Faith Assembly. Okay, guys, so there's a bunch of issues that I want to talk about today. And again, the number to to call in is 1-8-Prager-776, 1-8-Prager-776. But I was thinking about the things that we need to focus on as conservatives leading up to the elections, and they are crime, inflation, the wokeness, the open border uh, crisis. Uh, We will talk about some things that we should never forget, and that is the COVID lockdowns. And, And I'm not talking about COVID in and of itself. But I'm speaking of the lockdowns and the emergency powers that our politicians had. We should never allow them to have such power as they did under this COVID lockdown. And uh, some of those powers are still in use. Biden is still operating under some of those powers. Uh, Governor Kathy Hochul of New York is doing the same. By the way, New York, if you're listening, Lee Zeldin is your best chance for sanity and restoring safety in the state of New York City. I hope. I hope you will take advantage of that and vote for uh, future governor, I hope and pray, Lee Zeldin. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. But what I want to do is just put a personal touch to some of these things, because we talk about numbers and we talk about the stats and we give you some of the headlines. But I want to make this as real as possible, because it's important that you understand what we're up against. I think I'm going to start with the issue of inflation. And then I'm going to move on to abortion. I want to talk about that because the left is back to a clump of cells. And that sounds oh so familiar, almost like the Dreads versus Scott decision. We'll talk about that a little bit as well. And I want to talk about the Negro Project a little bit. I'm not going to go into great detail and specificity, but I do want to read parts of the Negro Project to you or conversations that Margaret Sanger, the evil eugenicist that no doubt in my mind is burning in hell unless she somehow repented. A conversation that she was having with one of the founders of Procter and Gamble at the time, another eugenicist and an evil and disgusting human being. And it just struck me as I was reading through the Negro Project and some of their conversations very early in the morning. I'm weird like that. (laughs) Something will pop up in my mind and I'll I'll start reading it. And uh, man, it's just sick. It's just evil. But what was so disconcerting was that we're back in that same place and it's no longer the Negro Project alone. It is the American Project. We see it through. We, we, we see this 
this desire to get rid of the individual, this desire to depopulate the earth, whether it's through global warming, warming, whether it's through uh, saying that men are toxic so women want nothing to do with them, whether it's the transgender craze, and it is a craze, we'll talk about that. Whether it's through CRT where people are automatically saying that Someone that looks differently from them skin color wise is evil. The left is added again. The Negro project is in full effect only. It no longer involves just the Negro. So we will get into that. But I want to take you to the issue of inflation. I want to talk to you about Wendy the waitress. I'm going to get to you about Wendy the waitress in just a sec. But hat tip the Federalist. Let's go here first. There's an audio, there's a, there, I'm sorry, there's a column written by the Federalist, Kylie Griswold of the Federalist, wrote a column entitled, Grocery Shop With Me to Fact Check Biden's Inflation Up Hardly at All, quote unquote, claim. This is very important because Joe Biden in an interview with 60 Minutes, and you guys are familiar with this interview, it absolutely backfired at, uh, on Joe Biden as interviews and speeches of his tend to do. But he told Scott Pelley at the time that, the pandemic was over and the, the left went back crazy because it's like, oh, my God, now that means the emergency orders are over. So if the left can't can't scare you to death, it's likely that you're not going to vote for them. If the left can't convince you that America is systemically racist, that your neighbor hates you, they understand that you won't vote for them. If they if they can convince you that you have no chance of surviving economically without them, then they understand that you will vote for them. That's who they are. That's who the left is. Frankly, that's who they've always been. I don't know why this is so hard for people to see and understand. I, I implore you, take a look at the black community. Take a, take a look at the suffering of the black community, where it's gotten no better in the black community. Families absolutely destroyed. Check out Uncle Tom, too. A fascinating documentary. documentary. Fascinating documentary. Joe Biden also in that interview with Scott Pelley made it sound as if we're going to go all out to defend Taiwan rather than keeping his mouth quiet. And if we need to give them weaponry, so be it. But the guy is scary. But another thing he did, he just he just kind of blew off inflation as if it was a dubious claim that Americans were hurting. And this is what I want to talk about. He talked about the economy. Uh, you, you know, the, the, the inflation numbers, they just rose a fraction, you know, j just an inch, just an inch. I spoke about this on Tatum show the other day, but just an inch. And what he was talking about, what he wants his people, his followers, his voters to believe, or he's hoping his voters are dumb enough to believe is that inflation really didn't change much. Not that it's up 8.8% or 9% year over year. In fact, I'm going to argue and I'll show you that it's that it's a lot worse than that. And I'm going to encourage you to buckle up and get ready because a recession is coming. I would argue that perhaps even a light depression might be in our future if we don't get government spending under control. But I want you to understand first how callous Joe Biden is and not just Joe Biden. This is something very important as we as we head towards the midterms. I want you to understand whether it's Joe Biden, whether it's Gavin Newsom, whether it's Kathy Hochul, all of their policies are the same. So we're not just fighting against Joe Biden. What they're going to try to do is slap a pretty face, uh, you know, to run for 2024, likely 
more like more than likely it, it'll probably be probably be Gavin Newsom. He destroyed San Francisco. Then he destroyed the entire state of California. So they want him to destroy America. So it might be him. It could be uh, it, it could be the vice president, Kamala Harris. But we doubt it. No one takes her seriously at that po- at this point, including her own staffers. But inflation has been consistently bad throughout the Biden administration, and he wants his dumber, his his voters to believe otherwise. Biden inherited an inflation rate of one point five. Some will say one point seven percent, depending on which economists you read. Now we're upwards of nine percent or close to nine percent. And when we get back, what I want to do is talk to you about how bad it really is. And I'm going to talk to you about a term a term that I've invented, but I want to talk to you about chain reaction poverty, because that's what's coming as a result of Democrats that are in control of Congress and the White House. We'll be back. Carl Jackson in for Dennis Prager. The Dennis Prager Show. History repeats itself, and we're seeing that play out with inflation. When Jimmy Carter took office in the late 70s, gold sold for $140 an ounce. By 1980, the price of gold topped out at $870 an ounce. If today's market performs like it did when Carter was in office, the price of gold could skyrocket from $1,800 an ounce to $9,300 an ounce. This is Dennis Prager for AmFed Coin and Bullion. Don't miss out on a great opportunity to purchase precious metals while the prices are still stable. If history repeats itself, we'll see a run on gold, silver, and platinum that will certainly drive up prices. Be smart and buy now, as I am. At AmFed, you're dealing with specialists who provide you with personalized attention, honest information, and sound advice. You'll never be pressured into buying outrageously priced so-called collectible coins or anything that you don't need. Take advantage of today's prices. AmFed Coin and Bullion, 800-221-7694. AmericanFederal.com, AmericanFederal.com. All right, welcome back to the Dennis Prager Show. I'm your guest host, Carl Jackson, sitting in for Dennis Prager. Again, it's an honor and a privilege to be with you today and sit behind uh, Dennis's microphone here. And if you want to call into the show, feel free to do so. Please feel free to do so. The number to call in, 1-8-Prager-776, 1-8-Prager-776. Man, I see a caller out there that has written a book on Margaret Sangers. Please stay, stay there, caller. Uh, I promise you that I will get to you, but I want to cover uh, some of the inflation topics first, and then we'll get to the issue of eugenics and Margaret Sanger, because I think this is very important to talk about. Although, uh, as I said, going forward, if you're a candidate, what you're talking about going forward is crime, inflation, wokeness, and open borders. But those of us that claim to be people of faith, those of us that are of a religious persuasion. We need to take all of these things into account and we need to step up and do our job. I do believe that America is woke because the church is weak. I do believe that the transgender craze exists because the church hadn't been speaking out. I do believe that CRT, this new systemic racism implanted implanted by the Democrat Party because they've always been a racist party, for God's sake, uh, but this new uh, systemically racist Democrat Party with their CRT, with their SEL, unfortunately, I think in large part are only successful because the church of God has been so unsuccessful. And it frustrates me. I say that as a Christian, I say that as an evangelical, and I'm not without guilt. There are times perhaps where I should have spoken up more. I'm not quiet about hardly anything nowadays. But there are times I can look back and I'm like, man, I should have been more vocal or I should have taken this action or or that action. And 
Guys, it's up to all of us now to take action to save this country. And I am really challenging you people of faith. It's up to you to stand up to save this country. It's not enough to sit inside of some freaking four-walled building and think that you've done your job as a citizen, as a Christian, as a Jew, as a Mormon, as a Catholic. It is not enough. Your faith doesn't end at the doors of that sanctuary. But I think we've acted that way for so long. We can look at what it's caused, the havoc that it's wreaked. So I want to go back to this issue of inflation. There's a scripture that says the borrower is slave to the lender. The borrower is slave to the lender. Well, we've got it backwards. We've got it backwards. We're the lenders. We're the taxpayers. The government has no money except that money which we give to them or they print it out or they borrow it. So they borrow it, they print it, or they tax us to death. They take our hardworking money. And then when they overspend, like they are doing in Washington, D.C. right now, we get inflation. Inflation isn't a result of Vladimir Putin or some war across the ocean. It has nothing to do with anything else except the government printing and or spending too much money. That is it. That is all. And they are making us slaves to them. And some of you have fallen for it. Some of you have fallen for it. If you're a Christian, particularly, I think you need to heed my words. When the Bible tells us that the borrower is slave to the lender, we should not be voting for people that put people in perpetual debt. That is a sin. That is wrong. We take this stuff so lightly. We think nothing of it. Oh, man, that's politics. That's politics. But, you know, we're in the church. That's not something that we get into. Well, what the heck were you created for? To sit on a freaking rock? To sit on a wooden pew? Unbelievable. Forgive me. I'm a little frustrated because I believe my country is at stake. And I don't want it to be. But I realize that it is, and I understand that we all have to stand up and fight. We all have to stand up and fight. This is, again, an election that is about good and evil. This is not Democrat versus Republican. This is good versus evil. This is liberty versus tyranny. This is the individual versus the collective. And I cannot stress that enough. I cannot stress that enough. I started thinking about this or reading through this. This 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 column on inflation and how it's impacting people. And I got to tell you, it, it, it broke my heart. <laughs> I can't believe I'm sitting here reading through a column that's based upon numbers. And it broke my heart and it broke my heart because I started envisioning where I was a, a place of poverty. And how hard I had to work to get to where I am today. And I'm not rich by any stretch of the imagination. But now I see a government that's trying to intentionally put people into poverty. And it sickens me. And I want to fight back against it. This is Carl Jackson in for Dennis Prager. We'll be back. My Pillow is having their biggest sheet sale of the year. You all have helped build My Pillow into the amazing company that it is today. Now Mike Lindell, inventor and CEO, wants to give back exclusively to his listeners. The Percale and Giza Dream bedsheet sets are available in a variety of colors and sizes, and they're all on sale for as low as $29.98 with our listener promo code. 
Order now, because when they're gone, they're gone. The Percale and Giza Dream Sheets are breathable and have a cool, crisp feel. They come with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. There's a limited supply, so be sure to order now. Call 800-761-6302. Use the promo code Prager. Or go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, and use the promo code Prager. Welcome back to the Dennis Prager Show. I'm your guest host, Carl Jackson, sitting in for Dennis Prager. The number to call in, 1-8-Prager, 776-1-8-Prager, 776. I'll get to your calls as soon as possible. I'm talking about the issues that Republicans, I believe, need to be talking about leading up to the election. And I haven't gotten to most of them yet. I've been ranting a little bit. I hope you'll bear with me, but I will get to them, including crime, inflation, wokeness, and open borders. And I've been challenging those of you that are people of faith to step up to this fight. This is what we were created for. This is what we were made for. We didn't, uh, we, we weren't created to sit behind four walls or to sit on a rock or to, to sit in a pew and just claim the gospel. Although that is what we should be sharing the gospel. But obviously, we, we should be sharing that outside of the walls of the church. But we should also understand what that looks like in practical implications with everyday life, not just wait until we get to heaven. That isn't the goal. I mean, obviously, the goal is heaven, but we should be using our faith, living our faith out loud. It should affect every aspect of our being, every aspect of our life. It doesn't mean that we always get it right. It doesn't mean that we don't mess up. But it's very important that the church starts fighting back. I was very disappointed when many churches, many evangelical churches shut their doors for COVID. Like, what the heck are you thinking? We should be the place, the first place that would have said over my dead body. You got to be crazy. Thank God I belong to a church that did not shut down. But I understand. I mean, we saw around here in Orlando, plenty of churches that took me by surprise. Where, I, where they didn't even open up for over a year. And when they did open up, it was masks and everything else. And I'm like, oh, my Lord. Oh, my Lord. I'd never expected the church to be so easily duped. And the world is supposed to follow our example. Give me a freaking break. Man, are we hurting? But let me talk to you about Wendy the waitress, because I said I would get to Wendy the waitress. But first. I have you I have have to help you understand what Wendy the waitress is going through because it's the same thing many of you are going through. When Biden said inflation was, you know, it just grown an inch. Obviously, uh he's not very bright, so I don't know if he was lying or just trying to deceive his voters or if he's actually that dumb. A case could be made either way, frankly. But he said, you know, inflation had just moved up an inch, you know, 8.8 it was 8.2. It moved up to 8.3. Come on, Scott Pelley. What's the big deal? Come on, man. This is Joe Biden's reaction. But the truth of the matter is we see this number, 8.3% inflation, and we think, oh, man, you know, um, it's hard to relate to that. I want you to understand when Trump was in office, when Trump left office, Biden inherited 1.5% inflation. One, Virtually 
inflation that was non-existent. Biden inherited vaccines. Say what you will about them. I think they suck, but say what you will about them. He inherited a game plan. The problem was he tried to force them on people where Trump never did to, uh, never did that. He also inherited, despite Trump shutting the economy down, he inherited an economy that was coming back and it was coming back strong. People were getting back to work thanks to red states. No thanks to blue states because the blue states were loving those emergency powers. Kathy Hochul is still in love with them big time. In, uh, in in New York, I, I'm not sure if the same is true for California, but it's definitely the case in, Cal, uh, in in New York. You guys can change that. Vote for Lee Zeldin out there. Make sure all of these GOP senators that are in races across the country, Nevada, Laxalt, you got uh, J.D. Vance. I'm not going to remember all of them. Ohio, you got Dr. Oz uh, 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 in uh, in where is that in Pennsylvania. You got Rubio in Florida uh, in everywhere. Everywhere where a Republican senator is, please, you guys get involved. If you're not in that state, donate some money. We've got to make sure that we take back the Senate. I'm pretty confident we're going to take back the House, uh, but I want to make sure that we take back the Senate. And I want it to be a resounding defeat for the left because they're going to continue to be the left. Communists never go away. But I want them to be uh, I want them to lose their power for sure. I want them to be embarrassed about who they are so that they have to at least go underground and hopefully. Those of us that are conservatives, those of us that are uh, Jews and Christians and people of faith and and are conservative people, Republicans will stand up, grow a set and make sure that we get this country back in, uh, in shape. And not pander to the left. The left is destroying this country. If you haven't figured that out by now, I don't know what to tell you. So let me get to this. We're going to compare inflation rates or actually prices midterm to midterm. So Trump's midterm 2018 midterm for Trump compared to the midterms that we're heading into for the Biden administration and for the Democrats, because I want you to understand, I'm going to repeat this over and over again. What we are experiencing are the results, the crime, the inflation. All of this are the results of Democrat policies, not just Joe Biden, Democrat policies. What we have found out is that Joe Biden was never lunchbox Joe. He's always been a radical. And now he's just made that clear. I've known that for quite some time because I've researched them, but some of you might be just figuring this out. But if we go back midterm versus midterm, there's a young lady by the name of Kylie Kylie Griswold, and she works for uh, the Federalists or or, or writes for the Federalists. And she did some grocery shopping for us. Now, she's in the Midwest. I understand that some prices will vary state to state or region to region, if you will. And depending on where you shop, I get that. Maybe you'll buy off brands. Maybe it's not uh, not as much brand name. But in general, she checked out. She used data from the Bureau of Labor Statistics and compared them to what they were during 2018 compared to now. And she used her grocery, her very own grocery bill as an example. She avoided produce and she avoided produce simply because uh, the Bureau of Labor Statistics doesn't keep consistent records uh, for produce because they have a very uh, a short shelf life. And depending on the season, the prices can vary widely. But she did account for meat and flour and sugar and bread and pasta and eggs and cheese. And I want you to understand what your neighbor is feeling. Sometimes we take this for granted because we sit there and I go grocery. Well, on, honestly, I forgot to say in my identity, I happen to be a husband and a father. Not always great, but I happen to be one part of my identity, too. So I don't always do the shopping. All right. But when I do, 
go do some shopping. I can tell you that I buy products that I tip, I typically buy the same stuff all the time. I eat the same stuff, drink the same stuff. I'm just I'm just weird in that way. I I don't like a lot of variety. I like to know what I'm getting. Even when I go to restaurants, I'm like I'm the only person that will go to a gourmet restaurant and straight up order a burger and fries. I don't like to be I don't like to be disappointed. I like to know what I get what I'm getting. I'm kind of a cheapskate in that way. I don't want to pay for the bougie stuff. That's just how I roll. All right. That's 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 just who who I am. But if you consider milk, eggs and bacon. All right. So we think about this eight percent increase. Well, eight percent increase would be nice, but it's simply not the case. It's simply not the case. In the midterms during Trump's era in September of 2018, bacon cost five uh, five fifty per pound. So five dollars fifty cents per pound on average. This is according to Bureau of Labor Statistic data today. Under the Biden administration, under the Democrats in control of the Congress and spending our money like they're like it's going out of style. Seven ninety nine, seven ninety nine. That's a forty five percent jump. That's not eight percent. That's forty five percent. See, this is the basics of life. These are the necessities of life. These are the things that we cannot do without. Right. Food, milk. Is even worse. In 2018, under Trump, one gallon averaged $2.98 per gallon. Now you go to the grocery store, the average brand, the off brand, the off brand milk on average, $4.89. That's a 70% increase. It's not just you feeling the pain. I want you to understand your neighbor is feeling the pain. Maybe there's a uh, maybe there's a single woman or a poor family or Something next door you may need to help out if you can afford to do so, because now you're starting to feel the pain. You're now you're starting to hear the pain and you're you're no longer it's no you're no longer compartmentalizing. It's not just you. Your neighbors are hurting. You can thank the Democrat Party for that. Then you go to eggs now and consider this, too. This is a this is a great point by Kylie of the Federalist. Milk is an input into multiple other foods. Whether it's cheese, whether it's sour cream, whether it's cream for your morning coffee. Now, I don't drink coffee, but I know many of you do or more. Milk goes up and it has a big effect on the prices of many other edibles. Then consider eggs. Eggs are some of the worst offenders. Americans paid $1.65 under Trump during his midterm election for a grade A large, uh, large dozen of eggs. Today, that number is three dollars and forty nine cents on average. That's a one hundred and twelve percent increase just from midterm to midterm. I'll have more when we get back. This is Carl Jackson and for Dennis Prager. From cringing at the pump to getting an eye popping check at your favorite restaurant, inflation is hitting us all where it hurts and it really hurts. So I've started using Upside and, and recommend it. It's an extraordinary app for anybody who buys gas, groceries, or dines out. With every purchase, you earn cash back thanks to Upside. I use this for the gas and it's, I'm quite amazed actually, especially given the prices that I pay in California. It's amazing how much money you do get back. It works. To get started, download the free Upside app. 
Use my promo code Prager to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. Next, claim an offer for whatever you're buying on Upside, check in at the business, pay as usual with a credit or debit card, and get paid. Download the free Upside app, use the promo code Prager to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of just $10 or more. It's $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more using the promo code Prager, the Upside app. Dennis Prager here, and I'm off today for the second day of the Jewish New Year, back tomorrow. But one of the people I most admire in radio, and and indeed as an individual, Carl Jackson, is sitting in for me. He's a wonderful human being, a wonderful broadcaster, and he's a man of courage. Got a lot going for him, as you will hear. Take it away, Carl. Thank you, Dennis Prager. Again, I appreciate the opportunity to sit in, but uh, sit in behind Dennis's microphone. And I want to thank everyone involved. Obviously, uh, Dennis and, and Sue. I want to thank Sean McConnell on my ear. I want to thank Lou behind me, Alan Estrin, for giving me another opportunity uh, to have a crack at it here. Really do appreciate it. Okay, so I want to get to this issue. And callers, I see you out there, Mike, Sam, Ethan. I will get to you as shortly as I can. Uh, the number to call in one eight Prager seven seven six. 1-8-Prager-776. So I was talking you talking to you about and giving you real numbers about how people are suffering under there, under Biden's economy and under the Democrats' economy. Because remember, Nancy Pelosi controls the purse as the Speaker of the House. You have Chuck Schumer in the Senate. So the pain that you're feeling economically is a, is a direct result of the Democrat Party that is in place today. It isn't just but Joe Biden. We all know that Joe Biden can no longer think for himself except for perhaps a few moments that are fleeting, uh, uh, you know, daily. It's not very much. Obviously, I don't know what they have the guy uh, drugged up on when he does speak, uh, but it's still fascinating to me that he's lasted this long. But before we went to the break, I was talking to you about how eggs took a 112 percent jump. And we're going back to the midterm elections during the Trump era compared to now and how much better things were financially, economically for all of us. Now, consider this pasta, bread and baking. A lot of people, especially lower income families, they use a lot of carbohydrates. They go to cheap meals, uh, you know, oftentimes use, you know, use cheaper meals. I use bread and pasta a lot. We did it growing up. Lots of spaghetti, lots of lots of cereal, lots of PB and J's. Now, these things are rising. So keep in mind, inflation is a tax on the on the poor. Wheat bread in 2018 under the Trump era cost one ninety five per pound or a loaf. Now it costs three nineteen under Biden and the Democrats. That's a sixty five percent rise. The cost of white bread has skyrocketed four years ago. It ran consumers 129 per pound. Today, it's 279. That's a 116 percent spike in price. You're, you, listen, you, you, your pocketbook cannot keep up with this spike in inflation. While the price of spaghetti in September 2018 was $1.20 per pound, America's go to pasta now costs $1.84, meaning it's risen in price by over 50 percent. Now, consider this. Sugar. Sugar. That also happened to be obviously something that people use a lot. Four years ago, it cost 58 cents per pound. Today, it costs 87 cents per pound. Flour is even worse. It's a 70 percent increase with flour. With flour in 2018 under President Donald Trump, it was 47 cents per pound. Today, it costs 80 cents. 
milk and cheese. This is where it gets really scary. Obviously, you need protein to survive. The cost of an uh, an average of 290 uh, chicken breast cost an average of 290 per pound during the Trump midterm era. Today, it's 499 per pound. That's a 72 percent increase in just a few short years. That lets you know how important the person is in the White House and who sits in Congress as well. Ground beef, another staple, is up. 374 per pound in 2018 to a staggering $6.29 per pound. Cheese for the top of those burgers went up a bit too. While cheddar cheese ran uh, about 513 per pound in 2018, it's now up uh, to $6. That's a 17% increase. And that doesn't even include little snacks like potato chips that uh, were 443 for 16 ounces. Now they cost that much for an eight ounce bag. So that's what life really looks like. That's what life really looks like. Now, considering those prices, let's bring it home. Let's consider Wendy the waitress. Have you guys ever heard of chain supply poverty or chain reaction poverty? I doubt that you have because I just made that up, you know, while I was sleeping earlier and reading. That's my own little my own little ghetto fabulous spin there. But as Sean keeps telling me in my ear. Uh, I'm absolutely brilliant. I, I tell him to keep it down to five times per hour now. I'm trying to be as humble as possible. But that is one of the things that uh, that is one of the things that I came, you know, I came to think of kind of proud of myself. You know, all right. All right. God, don't strike me dead. All right. So Wendy, the waitress, let's consider Wendy, the waitress. And let's consider some of these prices. Wendy, the waitress, a single mom, perhaps, you know, she's doing she's doing OK. Keep in mind, uh, she had to shut down or uh, her restaurant shut down during covid. Not because of the uh, not because of the disease itself, but because of these bureaucrats that love that were in love with power and the bureaucrats that were saying that her job was not essential while their jobs were essential, even though she pays their salaries. So this is Wendy, the waitress. So let's say Wendy, the waitress with good tips. Maybe she makes, you know, 40 grand. Maybe she makes all the way up to 60 grand a year. But now rent has gone up significantly under Biden. The average renter now pays. $1,326 per month, but that can go all the way up to $2,100 if you're renting a single home. Luckily, she happens to be an apartment, but her rent is going up. What will Wendy, the waitress, do under the crushing weight of Biden inflation? We'll be back to talk about it. The Dennis Prager Show. All right, welcome back to the Dennis Prager Show. I'm your guest host, Carl Jackson, sitting in for Dennis. Let me talk to you real quickly about the Dennis and Julie podcast. A new podcast is out today. Just go to Salem Podcast Network. Uh, the uh, title of the podcast today is Do the Should. That's a very interesting title. You want to talk about two brilliant people that I'm glad are on our team. It is Dennis Prager and Julie Hartman. So make sure you check out the podcast the Dennis and Julie podcast. And actually every week on Tuesdays, you can check it out. Uh, so the Dennis and Julie podcast, Salem podcast, network.com or wherever you get your podcast, uh, check it out. Do the should. Oh, you can watch it at YouTube as well. So make sure you check it out on YouTube, subscribe to it on YouTube as well. Let me get through Wendy and then, uh, and then Mike, Sam, Ethan, Re uh, Reggie, I see you out there. I promise I will get to you the number to call it one, a Prager. 776. But I want to talk to you or I am talking to you about uh, chain reaction poverty. And I, I, I do want to 
warn you that times are going to get worse before they get better. But I want to encourage you to stay in the fight. And the issues that Republicans should be talking about today in order to win election is crime, inflation, the wokeness, the open borders and everything that comes with those particular four topics. But I do want you to understand how evil the Democrat Party is as it exists today. And I do want to challenge those of you that are people of faith to stand up and fight and never, never bow down to some politician telling you that your rights are not as important, where strip clubs can be open, but churches cannot, where bars can be open, but churches cannot. As soon as you saw that, there should have been a nationwide freaking Oh, my God. I, I, I Honestly, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I could not believe what I was seeing from churches. Churches don't ever do that again. Don't ever, ever, ever bow down to the government like that again, especially a corrupt government uh, like we see uh, it, it is in place right now. It's, it, it's unbelievable to me. But going back to Wendy, the waitress. So let's say Wendy, the waitress, so let's say she tops out. Is 60000 a year with her tips. You know, not necessarily bad money, but you got to keep in mind she's got to make up for all the money she lost because these little wannabe dictators were telling her that her job wasn't essential during the lockdown. So she comes back. Well, let's say she pays the average rent. You know, maybe she's paying about $1,300, $1,400 a month, but she's a single mom. She's a single mom. She's trying to make ends meet. She's got her little boy. Let's say his name is Timmy. I'm just throwing that out there. Uh, you see how I think on the fly there, Sean. But uh, let's say let's say <laughs> she's got her little son, Timmy. She's got to make ends meet. She needs a car to get back and forth to work. Unfortunately, she didn't save up enough money or she didn't have money to buy a cash car. She should have bought a cash car, but she decided to buy a used car. She, she didn't go with a, a new car because a new car, the average price of that, is $34,635 or $575 a month. So she tried to be a little conservative. She went with a used car. So she's paying $430 a month because that's the average. Now she has her grocery bill. Her grocery bill for she and her son probably used to top out at about three dollars $400 a month. Now she's paying a whopping $800 a month, if not more, under the Biden administration. Now she's getting fewer tips. She's starting to wonder that $60,000 salary that, she's, that she depends on now. She's living in Biden's America and she's getting fewer tips. And she's like, what the heck is going on? Well, it's not just Wendy, the waitress, that's feeling the pain. Now her customers are starting to feel the pain. So Wendy, the waitress, is no longer getting the tips that she needs to survive, to support her son, to pay her rent, to pay her car note, to pay the grocery bill. So now Wendy, the waitress, is having to skimp back at the grocery store. Because she's taking home less pay. And now her boss comes in and says, Wendy, I got to give you fewer hours because we're getting fewer customers that are coming in. And she used to go to for luxury. She used to uh, go to Barbara, the beautician. Now she can no longer afford Barbara, the beautician. And Barbara, the beautician is feeling the same pain. So she has to cut back. Now, now, Wendy used to love taking her son shopping for toys and video games, but she can no longer afford to do that. So uh, uh, so the, the, the store that hires that young pimple faced teenager that used to sell her that stuff. Now that young man or that young woman are out of a job because that's their first job. You see how this domino effect happens under this inflation when government spends more and more and more of your money? This is what happens. This is your money. I can't stand when the government when the government uses the word investment. I want you to think that as 
the new I word. That is a cuss word. When, gov when government says investment, what they mean is turn around, fool, because I'm about to rob you blind. That's exactly what they're saying. That's what the government does. They rob you blind. And they are robbing Wendy, the waitress. They're robbing Barbara, the beautician, Mark, the mechanic, Eric, the engineer. They're robbing all of us. We'll be back. The Dennis Prager Show. All right, welcome back to the Dennis Prager Show. Some breaking news here. Hat tip to Sean McConnell. This from Newsweek. NATO closely watching Baltic Sea situation as pipeline sabotage is suspected. A NATO official has told Newsweek that the U.S.-led Western Military Alliance is carefully watching the Baltic Sea in the wake of suspicious incidents that targeted twin pipelines designed to bring gas from Russia to Germany. Uh, NATO is monitoring the situation in the Baltic Sea closely, uh, the NATO official said. Allies are looking into the gas leaks and exchanging information, also with Finland and with Sweden as well. Sudden drops in pressure were first detected Monday by the operators of the Nord Stream 1 and Nord Stream 2 pipelines, along with reports of leaks by the Danish Energy Agency and Swedish Maritime Authority. Both pipelines have been at the center of geopol uh, geopolitical tensions surrounding Russia's war in Ukraine, and neither were in operation at the time of the incidents, though uh, they maintain gas under pressure within them. Late last month, Russia's state-run uh, Gazprom halted all supply through Nord Stream 1, which was completed in 2012, citing technical issues stemming from Western wartime sanctions against Moscow. Nord Stream 2, which was completed last year, never entered into commercial operation as a result of the dispute over the conflict in Ukraine. The Danish Defense Command said Tuesday that prohibition zones, quote unquote, have been established around the site of three leaks that have been detected within the two pipelines. And European nations have increasingly suspected that they were caused by foul play Nord Stream leaks in Danish military anyway so that's uh that's from Newsweek all right so uh, we'll keep you abreast of that uh, let's take a couple of calls and then I've got to run through crime I want to get to abortion touch on that real quick uh, into uh, illegal immigration wokeness all of these issues I want to touch on in this hour uh, so I hope you have your sneakers on because you are in for some conservative cardio let's go to uh, who do we have here let's go to Wendell in Atlanta Wendell welcome to the Dennis Prager show you've got the mic hey Carl how are you I'm doing great man yeah thank you good man listen I really have a real conflict with with a, a lot of my fellow black Christians now they say that they don't agree with the immoral policies of the Democratic Party, but they think that they're not held responsible for voting for them. It's a really confusing thing to me. I've had a girl tell me that she is pro. She don't believe in the killing of the unborn, but she's pro-choice. I guess she's kind of manipulating the, 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 the things that we know that God gives all people choice. But the pro-choice in terms of killing babies is a different kind of choice. That's, that's the choice to murder babies. And every Christian should be against it. But 
they've adjusted their theology to fit this Democratic Party. It's an amazing thing to me. They've adjusted it to fit them. Listen, this is this is a hard fight, and this is one of those issues where I say blacks that don't wake up, you gotta you you have to cut, uh, kick the dust off your sandals and move on. Uh, but there's there's no way that you can justify abortion. You can't justify abortion biblically. God says He knew you uh, before you were even born. I would I would quote scripture to her, and I would just ask her if God says this, why do you think that? And don't argue with her. Just let her think it through. Perhaps when she walks away, maybe the Holy Spirit will get a hold of our heart and get a hold of her thinking. Uh, but this is uh, this is nonsense. And I do believe that black churches need to be called out for this. I believe and I, I hate to say this, but this is true. I think that Black Lives Matter has had a bigger impact on the black community than the black evangelical church ever has. Uh, and it's a sad statement, but it's a true statement. I believe that the uh, the black church largely, the black evangelical uh, uh, church, has largely been feckless when it comes to uh, uh, helping out the black community. And it's simply because they bought into Marxism. I, if you haven't watched Uncle Tom 2, I'm not saying this because I get a cut or anything like that. I think it's really important for people to see this. Uh, and I think a lot of people are under the impression that it's going to be a short-term fight. And, window. I appreciate the call. But I think a lot of people are under the impression that it's going to be a short-term fight for the black community. No, this is generational. This is, this is generational. But I believe that documentaries like Uncle Tom 2 is a good start because it helps you to understand what this really stems from and what Marxism is and how it has impacted the black community and how the left has strategically implemented Marxism into the black community. And and, and I'll talk about it briefly, but even the Negro Project, read up on the history of the Negro Project and how Margaret Sanger was systematic in making sure that she got educated blacks, that she could persuade to come on board with her as far as euthanasia was concerned. And since they were high minded and educated and all that kind of good stuff, they believed they were better than other blacks and they bought into that crap. And as a result, they're responsible for killing their own people. So I think it's time to push back. I think it's it's time to challenge anyone who claims the name of Christ, anyone who says they're a Christian. They have to decide, is it skin color or is it Jesus Christ? I, I mean, we really have to start challenging these people. I think that's the only way you, you, you win. Challenge them with the word. Challenge them with scripture. Well, if the Bible says this and you say you're a Christian, how do you justify that? Does that mean that maybe you're not? A Christian? You can't justify abortion as pro-choice. For God's sakes, it's not even scientific at this point. You have to be, I mean, you have to be a low-information voter to even believe that it's scientific. You have to be Stacey Abrams. It's unbelievable where we're at. Uh, Let's take a couple of more calls. Let's go to Gary. Gary's in San Francisco. Gary, welcome to the Dennis Prager Show. You've got the mic. Yeah, hi, Carl. I think you're fantastic. Uh, Anyway, I was going to comment a couple of you. What uh, are your callers was pondering and saying this is like the 1930s? It is, uh, but unlike us being U.S. in the 1930s, I think we're like Norway. We have a Quisling running our country. That's the first point. The second point is why are more FBI? The FBI. We should we should end the FBI. They they were obviously useless before. Look at they're helping Bolger kill people. I'm from Boston originally. They're helping Bolger kill people. And they were so corrupt. Only one went to jail. A lot of them should have gone to jail. But now they're dangerous. Now they are very dangerous. And um, the second thing is, like, the other point I want to make is why. 
look at we pride ourselves on being independent, brave people. We have all these Clint Eastwood movies. That's not the case. We're the most bureaucratic, gutless country in the world. We have a deficiency. I think mm-hmm. you said or somebody said recently on the radio um, that, you know, we have a deficiency of guts in this country. Our average mm-hmm. federal worker, that is, it, it, you know, they will do nothing that will affect their pension. They go out and do kill, do whatever they t- told as long as it doesn't affect their pension. I don't know how you fight that. Man, I don't honestly, I don't either. That's that, a great call, by the way. I appreciate it. Window is a great call as well. I appreciate you guys calling in. Uh, and you're right. I think the FBI has to be gutted. And for those of you that missed the reference to Bolger, he's talking about Whitey Bolger, where literally the FBI, <laughs> the FBI is so corrupt, so corrupt. They were involved. They were involved in literally killing people. There were FBI agents that were on the take. And you have Robert Mueller who knew about it and literally just uh, – it's insane. I mean I did a litany. I I ran off a litany when I was sitting in for Officer Tatum of the corrupt things that the FBI has done in the last quarter century or so. It will blow your mind. It will literally blow your mind. I'm sitting here thinking what are we doing? Much of this even happening after 9-11, they become a – uh, they, were, they they do a lot of counterintelligence, and it's really destroyed them at this point. Uh, so very, uh, very good call. Let's take one more call. Let's go to uh, Rich is in Redwood City, California. Rich, welcome to the Dennis Prager Show. You yeah. got the mic. We got about a minute. Thank you. I just want to quote Frederick Nietzsche here. He, he wrote, Christianity promises everything and delivers on nothing. How about that? Well, listen, I think Christianity delivers on a lot of things, frankly, uh, but unfortunately, I do think the Christian church has been largely inept when you consider uh, the pandemic. And I think, unfortunately, a lot of what we are seeing are, uh, is a result of the Christianity and, and religious faiths, if you will, whether that's Jews, whether uh, yeah, I mean, Mormons, Catholics, you name it, uh, that haven't been standing up and fighting cultural battles. We've been, on, we've been on the pews. Well, it's time to get off the pews, and we have to fight the cultural battles. Uh, it, it, it's just important. So anyway, listen, I do appreciate I do appreciate the call. All right. When we get back, I want to talk about how St- Stacey Abrams said a baby is cl- a clump of cells. You we we've all talked about this before, so I'm not going to bore you with too many details of that. But I want to compare it to what the Dred Scott decision. Very important. Very, very important. And then we'll talk about the Negro Project a little bit here. We'll be right back. Carl Jackson and for Dennis Prager, the Dennis Prager show. Prager here, and I'm off today for the second day of the Jewish New Year, back tomorrow. But one of the people I most admire in radio, and and indeed as an individual, Carl Jackson, is sitting in for me. He's a wonderful human being, a wonderful broadcaster, and he's a man of courage. Got a lot going for him, as you will hear. Take it away, Carl. Thank you, Dennis Prager. Really do appreciate you. Thank you, Sue. Thank you, Alan Estrin. Sean McConnell in my ear. Lou, that's got my back. Appreciate you. I uh, appreciate you guys. All right, then I'm going to call into the program 1-8-Prager-776. 1-8-Prager-7776. Uh, All right, so there's been much that has been said 
about Stacey Abrams, and she came out last week and basically said the sound of the heartbeats that you might hear on a sonogram that mothers will hear. It's a manufactured sound that's designed to convince people that men have the right to take control of a woman's body. How you could say something so stupid, I don't know, but the left gets away with saying that all the time. Uh, in recent years, had tipped the Federalists, um, culminating in uh, a response to the overturn of Roe v. Wade, uh, uh, the abortion proponents have been more willing to admit that a child is inside of the mother's womb uh, and it is a child. They simply don't care at this point and they still advocate for the right to kill that child, knowing full well that it is a child. They are admitting that they are, in fact, eugenicists. This is a worldview that places self-gratification above all moral responsibilities to others. It's it, 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 it's fascinating to me. So now they're going back to all of a sudden, um, it, it, you know, it saying, hey, uh, the, the argument now is it's a clump of cells. So they went from, hey, it is a person we don't care to now it's a clump of cells. This is manufactured. This is what they do. This is what the left does. The left are a bunch of liars. The left are in this game for power, in the political game for power. Did you know that at 15 weeks of gestation, now that's the cutoff point for places like right here in Florida. I I, I wish it weren't. I wish uh, this, my personal preference is that, uh, you know, uh, that all babies be born. Uh, I don't want any abortion. That is my personal preference. Uh, But right now, our state has it where uh, you can abort a baby. You can kill a baby up to 15 weeks. Now, here's what happens at 15 weeks. At 15 weeks, a baby can feel pain. Their hearts are pumping approximately 26 quarts of blood daily. Their skeletons and their organs are formed. Uh, They can also start moving their limbs, and they can even taste and hear. This is at 15 weeks. But what's funny is, or what's crazy is, the very same arguments that the left uses, seriously, to defend their positions on radical abortion, in my opinion, are the very same arguments that they used to uh, use to defend their positions on slavery. And you have to understand that this is the party of slavery. This is the party of eugenics. This is the Democrat Party. This is the party of the KKK. Proponents of slavery often claim their slaves were property instead of people. They denied their humanity to justify the denial of their rights. Speaking of slaves, what's so different about babies? In his famous opinion in Dred Scott versus Sanford, Chief Justice Roger Taney The racist declared that, quote, the enslaved African race were not intended to be included uh, uh, in the phrase all men are created equal, close quote, reflecting the argument that if slaves did not have full personhood, then their lives and their rights could be trampled upon. Slave owners appeal to the hack science of today, just like the eugenicists uh, 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 of today, like Stacey Abrams. And essentially, that's what they are. They suggested, or at least uh, Roger Taney suggested that slaves, they felt less pain at the time. They had smaller brains. This is what these abortionists say. This is what the pro-choice people say. They don't really have heartbeats. They're going back to this. I, I, I was reading through, and I won't go through all of it, but I was reading through the web of deceit. Um that Margaret Sanger perpetrated on the black community. And I'm talking about when it comes to the Negro project and it was so calculated. 
It was so calculated. I, I, I can't even go. It, it There was so much reading that I had to do. I was even learning stuff this morning. But the web of deceit where she literally would attract preachers and people with deep faith. And she would systematically try to bring them in to her side or persuade them with her arguments and bring them into the eugenicist movement in order to kill their own people. It says here prior to 1939, Sanger's outreach to the black community was largely limited to Harlem, a Harlem clinic and speaking at black churches. Uh, Her vision for the reproductive practices of black Americans expanded after the January 1939 merger of the Clinical Research Bureau and the American Birth Control League to form the Birth Control Federation of America. She she selected Dr. Clarence Gamble. You guys may know the guy of Procter and Gamble, the manufacturing company to be the BCFA regional director of the South. Gamble wrote a memorandum in November 1939 entitled Suggestions for the Negro Project. In which he recognized that, quote, black leaders might regard birth control as an extermination plot. Close quote. He suggested black leaders be placed in positions where it would appear they were in charge. Yet Sanger's reply reflects Gamble's ambivalence about having blacks in authoritative positions. We'll get to that next. Carl Jackson in for Dennis Prager. We'll be right back. The Dennis Prager Show. All right. All right, welcome back to the Dennis Prager Show. I'm your guest host, Carl Jackson, filling in for Dennis Prager. Uh, just to read on quickly, and I won't bore you with too much of this, but I just want to under- uh, want you to understand how evil and depraved the left is, the Democrat Party is, uh, and what you're be- what you're going to be fighting for. Uh, crime is on the ballot this November. Inflation is on the ballot. Wokeness, where uh, people are telling you that men can be women and vice versa. I got a story here for you. The Air Force is under assault. I mean, straight up under assault. I read some information on the Officer Tatum show. Well, things have gotten even worse now. The Air Force Academy is holding transgender visibility seminars. We'll talk about that uh, briefly. It's insane. But first, before I do, in callers, I see you out there. The number to call in, 1-8-Prager-776. Tommy, Cindy, Kim, I see you out there. I will try to get to you here. All right, but going back to this Negro Project, and I'm just reading excerpts of it, all right? This is a very, very lengthy study, uh, but these are some quotes going back and forth. Conversation between uh, Margaret Sanger and this guy, Dr. Clarence J. Gamble of uh, of Procter and Gamble. And basically, he thought, hey, listen, uh, black Americans are, yeah, you know, we, we, we don't necessarily want to use them for some of these practices. They're going to find out what we're doing. Um, again, he, he wrote this memorandum in 1939 entitled Suggestion for the Negro Project. He recognized that black leaders might regard birth control as an extermination plot. He suggested that black leaders be placed in positions where it would appear they were in where they, it would appear they were in charge. Yes, Sanger's reply reflects Gamble's ambivalence about having blacks in authoritative positions. And here's what she says. I note that you doubt it worthwhile to employ a full time Negro physician. It seems to me from my experience that while the colored Negroes have great respect for white doctors, they can get closer to their own members and more or less lay their cards on the table, which means their ignorance, superstitions and doubts. They do not do this with white people. And if we can train the Negro doctor at the clinic, he can go among them with enthusiasm and knowledge. 
excuse me, which will have far-reaching results among the colored people. Another project director lamented, I wonder if Southern darkies can ever be entrusted with a clinic. Our experiences uh, our, our experience causes us to doubt their ability to work except under white supervision. Sanger knew blacks were a religious people, quote unquote, and how useful ministers would be to her project. She wrote in that same letter, the minister's work is also important and he should be trained. This is the minister, perhaps by the Federation as to our ideals and the goal that we hope to reach. We do not want word to go out that we want to exterminate the Negro population. And the minister is the man who can straighten out that idea if it ever occurs to any of their more rebellious members. You know, like the ones that don't want to be executed, for God's sakes. Sanger's cohorts within the BCFA sought to attract black leadership. They succeeded. The list of black leaders who made up BCFA's National Advisory Council reads like a who's who among black Americans. To name a few, you had Claude A. Burnett, the director of the Associated Negro Press in Chicago, Michael J. Bent, the M.D., Mahari Medical School uh, of Nashville, Dr. Mary McLeod Bethune, which I just lost respect for today, president of the National Council of Negro Women in Washington, D.C., and she was a Republican, too, special advisor to President Roosevelt on minority groups and the founder of Bethune-Cookman College right here in Daytona Beach, Florida. Dr. Dorothy Bolding, a cum laude graduate of Tufts, president of Alpha Kappa Alpha in Washington, D.C. That's the nation's oldest black sorority. Listen, the names go on and on, but suffice it to say they used academics and they also used uh, people in black leadership and whether it was ministry, whatever it may have been to spread this nonsense about euthanasia. And, 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 and blacks bought into it. It's a very sad state of affairs. And sadly, it continues to this day. But the Negro Project is no longer just about black people. The left wants to depopulate people. That's why they talk about toxic masculinity. That's why they talk about man-made global warming. That's why they want to get rid of fossil fuels. That's why they're slapping all types of regulations on farmers and say saying you can't use synthetic fertilizers. The truth is they want to depopulate the earth they want to get rid of the people that aren't like them we'll be back this is carl jackson in for dennis prager the dennis prager show subway station i'm already gone all right welcome back to the dennis prager show very short period of time and a couple more things i'm going to get to but first i want to go to a caller on the board let's go to tommy uh tommy is in scranton pennsylvania tommy welcome to the dennis prager show you've got the mic hey what's going on Nothing much. I hear that. So just uh, I just wanted to pick your brain. At, um, I was listening to the show a little bit ago, and um, sure. it made me it made me think that maybe the Republicans. I'm a, also am a Republican. Let me clarify. Okay. Um, we might okay. be banking on Christianity a little too hard. I also feel like we're losing voters because of our base. I mean, it make I understand that that's kind of where the country came off of, but I feel like the separation between church and state is kind of being a little bit more vague nowadays okay well listen tommy um let me all right so hold on for a second here here's the fact of the matter if christians voted their beliefs liberals wouldn't stand a chance but that's just a fact of the matter they wouldn't stand a chance and the truth of the matter is 
more Christians should be up in arms. And as, as a matter of fact, they're called to do so in Romans 13. And there is no separation of church and state. I don't know why you would say that. That does not exist. And I'm not telling Christians to go against the state. What I'm encouraging Christians to do is follow the damn Constitution as their duty as an American citizen. So that's all I'm imploring Christians to do. Christian, I don't care if you're Christian. I don't care if you're Jewish. I don't care if you're atheist. If you're atheist, yeah. you're welcome. Free you live in religion. a Judeo-Christian. You live in a Judeo-Christian nation. And what makes this nation exceptional is the Judeo-Christian heritage. So if we get rid of the Judeo-Christian heritage, what takes over? Secular, uh, secularism. That's exactly what we're seeing now, Tommy. And that's why we're screwed. So I appreciate the call, but no, I'm afraid more Christians need to uh, grow a pair and stand up. It's the complete opposite. So I do appreciate the call. Let's go to uh, Cindy. Cindy is in San Antonio, Texas. Cindy, welcome to the Dennis Prager Show. You've got the mic. Carl, you nailed it. Those people from Pennsylvania, and Tommy's one of them, he needs a little clarification about history and how things work today because I've got friends up there that I've written off, and I'll give it to you just like this, Carl. Everybody needs to get their pen out. It's very simple. The most deadly virus we face is progressivism. It rots both brains and nations, but freedom is worth losing friends over. How's that? Man. The great line. I'm down in San Antonio, Carl, and we're going to hell in a handbasket down here. City Hall and the uh, what they're doing with this border. They yes. can't ship enough of them out. This is just the tip of the iceberg. And I'll tell you what, we're fighting for our freedom down here like never before. And I don't care where Man. you live. You're, you're at risk anywhere, Carl. You, Team, Team Jackson, Tatum, and Elder, baby. I'll vote for all of you. God bless you all. I'm serious. I can't wait till Elder throws his hat in the ring. I told him many months ago, Carl, he ought to run for president while he was before he decided to go for governor. But I'll tell you well, what, you, might... you guys can all have it. We need strength. We need strong people like you to get us through this damn mess. And this is mm. an evil force. And Liz Cheney is one of them. The Dems can have her, man. She's a she's dying on the vine. Carl, you're fantastic. Keep up the good work, buddy. God bless you. Cindy, you're you're a great woman. You're a great American. I could I, I could hear it. I could hear the passion in her voice. Just uh, just amazing. Let's take another call. Let's go to Kim. Kim is in Thousand Oaks, California. Kim, welcome to the Dennis Prager Show. You've got the mic. Thank you, Mr. Jackson. It is wonderful to be able to talk to you, and I call you Mr. only because I highly respect you. Thank you. You're, you you are a voice in the crying in the wilderness. Thank you. I appreciate it. I wanted to to just chime in on what you were talking about in that uh, people who who study these things uh, for social cultures and things like that estimate that it takes 4% to replace a population, that is, to keep status quo. And in the 19, uh, sorry, in the eight, late 1800s, the black race was... Uh, at about a 22, between tw uh, between 18 and say 22 percent. Sure. So you were you you were growing as a, as a race, right? In right. the late in the early 1900s, that moved to about 14 to 18 percent, and today it stands at less than four percent. There's a replacement value of about 2.8, and so 
that means that we have been highly successful. And very soon, we're going to completely eradicate the black race in America. It sounds like that might be true. I think we're actually at 12 to 13 percent, but there's no doubt that the numbers have been uh, decreasing mightily. Uh, but it seems as though we maintain it about 12 to 13 percent. Uh, so uh, I, I, I do argue that I believe abortion is is racism. Listen, it's evil, but there's no doubt that abortion has impacted the black community like no one's business. Uh, Kim, I do appreciate the call. Uh, listen, when we get back, I want to touch on crime a little bit. We don't have much time remaining. I wanted to go through Dennis Prager's latest column. You're going to have to check it out at DennisPrager.com. I'll read a couple of excerpts of it because I think it applies to the rise in crime that we're seeing. I want to talk about the video that I'm sure many of you saw uh, with these kids at Wawa and also uh, one of the videos that came out yesterday where this uh, man beat a, uh, a woman on the subway, a security. Senseless. We'll be back. Everything's the same and everything's the way that it should be. All right, welcome back to the Dennis Prager Show. I'm your guest host, Carl Jackson, sitting in for Dennis Prager. Dennis Prager will be back tomorrow, by the way, back in the chair tomorrow. So you have that to look forward to. Uh, so I appreciate the opportunity, again, Dennis, to, to be able to sit behind your microphone. I just want to share a couple of things real quick. There's so much. Uh, one of the things about being on radio, sometimes it's so frustrating. There's so much that I want to get to and intend to get to, and sometimes you just don't. Uh, but uh, Dennis Prager has written a column. I'm sure he'll talk about it, but should society tell 10-year-olds the world is a better place with you in it? I'm sure he's talked about it already, as a matter of fact. Uh, but I wanted to link that to some of the crime issues of the day. And unfortunately, we don't have a lot of time. But let me just say this. If you look at that video of Wawa, uh, it, it was predominantly black kids in that Wawa, wherever it took place, just tearing the place apart. Uh, absolutely insane. And then you see this video of this uh, security guard in New York City, the security for the subway uh, a rail or station, whatever it was. I mean, just being pummeled by this buff guy. It was sick being punched, being kicked. Uh, she may have lost vision in one of her eyes. Uh, as a result of this, you have uh, this guy, Bill Walton, former NBA legend in San Diego. He, he supported Black Lives Matter, homelessness, all this kind of stuff. Now he's upset with the mayor because crime is getting out of control. Homelessness is out of control in San Diego. Now he's whining and complaining to the mayor. Karen Bass running for uh, the, the mayor of Los Angeles is turn, is changing her tunes. Crime is out of control because of the left. And unfortunately, we're going to pay the price. It's only going to get worse, I'm sad to say, because there's a couple of generations of kids that don't have daddies in the home. And they live on the streets and they live by the streets. I want to get to a call really quick. Jill, you're going to have to make it really quick. Jill in Newtown uh, Square, Pennsylvania. Jill, go right ahead. You've got the mic. we got about 30 seconds. Hello, can you hear me? Hey. I can, Jill. Jill, go right ahead. We're run out of time. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to call in about your comments about the 1619 Project. I'm a nurse anesthetist. I'm 62 years old. I get anesthesia in the hospital right outside of Philadelphia with a large uh, population of black people. And when I first started back in the 80s, we had a slew of 13, 14, 15, 16-year-old girls who were coming in having babies. And, uh, you know, back then I used to think, oh, gosh, you know, they were promiscuous. And now that I'm older, I know better than that. They were probably, this didn't happen because they wanted it. But um, 
So when you say that it was an extermination of the black population, and and I heard how you read those words, I, I'm not familiar with this whole 1619 project. First, I'm hearing of it. It's, it's the it Negro project. Listen, Jill, we're, we're just out of time. We're just out of time. I'm sorry. This is, uh, man, I really wanted to hear that. Anyway, this is Carl Jackson in for Dennis Prager. I appreciate the opportunity. Until next time, guys, don't grow worried, doing good. God bless you. Dennis Prager here. Thanks for listening to the Daily Dennis Prager Podcast. To hear the entire three hours of my radio show, commercial-free, every single day, become a member of PragerTopia. You'll also get access to 15 years' worth of archives, as well as the daily show prep. Subscribe at PragerTopia.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs>